This is 8 Minutes, a podcast helping you understand the energy and climate challenge in just a few minutes. I'm your host, Paul Schuster. So, welcome to Season 2 of 8 Minutes, and thanks for joining me on this journey as we try to digest everything that is happening in climate and energy. I'm looking forward to a lot more great conversations with some of the leading voices in this space. We'll talk 24-7 renewable energy, recent climate disclosure requirements from California, the advent of fusion power. Today, though, we go back to my roots and talk about the corporate power purchase agreement or PPA market. Renewable procurement has changed a lot over the past few years, and we'll dive into both the things that are going well and not so well in this important area. Eight minutes. It's how long it takes the sun's rays to hit Earth, or about how long it takes for me to eat all of my kids' Halloween candy when they're not looking. Hey, you start with one almond joy, and before you know it, <laughs> let's get it on. The corporate PPA market is a big part of the energy transition right now. Bloomberg NEF estimates that the market grew by 18% in 2022 to reach 36.7 gigawatts of new renewables coming online, supported in part by corporate agreements to buy the power from these assets. In Europe, the consultancy Pexapark estimates that 80% of all renewable energy projects were tied to a corporate offtake in some way. The corporate PPA is a convergence of two really big trends within the energy transition. On the one hand, you can't talk about the massive growth in renewable energy development without talking about the influence of corporate PPAs. And on the other, corporate sustainability and net zero commitments would be impossible without the advent of these offtake agreements. Now, this episode isn't meant to dig into the specifics of the contracts and how a PPA or virtual PPA works. I'll send you all to a previous episode from season one where I discussed how these contracts are constructed. But I do think it's valuable to talk about how this market is evolving, especially in the face of the Russian invasion of Ukraine and the passage of major legislation such as the Inflation Reduction Act here in the U.S. On the one hand, both of those events have introduced strong tailwinds behind renewable energy development. The volatility of natural gas prices, whether caused by or inflamed by the the war in Ukraine, has shifted the calculus for a lot of corporations. At one time, corporate PPAs were signed primarily in order to meet net zero commitments. But today, there's a lot more evidence that corporations are signing these contracts to hedge against rising power prices. Within the first few weeks of Russia's invasion, power prices surged by over 40%. And while natural gas prices have cooled off some, and by relation so of power prices, electricity and energy prices remain elevated, which makes renewable power far more attractive, especially given some of the tax benefits created by the IRA to subsidize and accelerate the development of these projects. The IRA will essentially pay for 30% of the cost of developing a new utility-scale renewable project. So lots going for renewable energy right now, right? And corporations are eating this up? Well, not so much. Those growth rates I quoted before from Bloomberg, those were 2022 numbers. 2023 has been a bit of a different story. The Clean Energy Buyers Association, CEBA, tracks corporate deals in the U.S. In 2022, they tracked 16.9 gigawatts of new capacity via their corporate clean energy deal tracker. The first half of 2023, only 6 gigawatts we're on pace to maybe equal 2021's numbers. So what's holding it back? Partially, it's supply chain issues. Costs have gone up for both solar and wind projects, 
But it's not just the material or labor. As interest rates remain elevated, basic financing costs are higher. Permitting and interconnection costs remain high. And to harp on that interconnection point for a moment, it's really tough to get a new project through the queue here in the U.S. Interconnection wait times are incredibly long, and even if a project is lucky enough to make it through the process, the costs can be extraordinary. The new power may require new transmission lines, which can be extremely expensive. And even though those lines could benefit additional projects and the costs theoretically could be spread across multiple developers, the system for some reason requires the first project to bear all the costs for the new line. I keep coming back to a quote by Rob Gramlich, president of Grid Strategies, where he said that the approach is, quote, like trying to put the whole cost of a new highway lane extension onto the next car on the road, end quote. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. But this is where we are. Rising costs, bottled up interconnection queues. Despite the benefits of the IRA, the headwinds are still very prominent. Now, layer onto that, the fact that corporations with net zero goals are looking at PPAs as a big tool in their tool belt, there's a lot of demand for these contracts, but right now at least, not a lot of supply. The result, exploding prices for renewable energy. Level 10 Energy, in in their quarterly outlook, notes that North American PPA prices are now 21% higher than they were back in 2022. I recall back during my days at Edison Energy, where we could negotiate a PPA in Illinois for something in the high $20 range per megawatt hour. I heard this week that, anecdotally at least, those projects are selling as high as $75 per MWH. Wow. On the one hand, that really explains the lack of momentum of deal flow on these projects. But on the other, who in the world is paying those kinds of dollars for renewable energy? Turns out, it's basically about five to seven major companies that are behind the recent contracts. Major technology firms such as Amazon, Microsoft, Google, Meta, these are the players scooping up PPAs wherever they can find them. Amazon, in fact, and according to Bloomberg, bought nearly five times as much renewable energy last year as their nearest peer. This is a problem. Because while it's great that these big corporations are enabling the renewable energy space to continue to grow, these corporate PPAs are increasingly becoming a luxury item that only a few highly sophisticated buyers are able to participate on. As a result, a whole bunch of other well-meaning and anxious corporations are being left out in the cold. Corporate sustainability is tough as is, but when one of your major tools is taken away from you, it makes it really difficult to achieve the momentum and inertia you need to do the really tough decarbonization next. The good news is that the Department of Energy and the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, FERC, are taking steps to break down some of those barriers that we talked about. They're actively addressing these transmission interconnection issues, issuing guidance on streamlining permitting, making it easier for lines to cross state boundaries, reducing costs. In fact, last week, the DOE flowed over $3 billion into transmission upgrades as the largest single grant issuance towards transmission in U.S. history. But it's also incumbent upon the renewable industry to make life simpler, too. New products such as 24-7 hourly matching, price collars, escalators, additionality, emissionality profiling, these have all been very successful at limiting the risk for large corporations and maximizing the impact of each new project. But it's also made it really confusing to contract. 
Simplifying the process, like what Level 10 and Google are introducing through their standardized PPA contract called LEAP. Well, we need a lot more innovations in this space to make renewable energy accessible to all corporations. I'm Paul Schuster, and this has been your 8 Minutes.